From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Keeping it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's the Power Move with John Gafford. Back again, back again, back again, back again. Colt. What's up, guys? Welcome back, buddy. Thank you. Welcome back. We, we missed you last week. I know you guys had a cute girl on. And we did. Yeah, we, we, we did. We did. We, we missed you. We another guy on. Yeah, we did. We, I'm not a cute girl. Yep. <laughs> we, 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 we did have a cute girl last week, but but you know we always miss you. So for those of you at home, welcome to the Power Move. My name is John Gafford. I am your host. To the left of me is the Bulgarian mongoose, Cold Amadon, back from his tour of the subcontinent and beyond. That's what we're going with. Yep. It's we'll close enough. It. <laughs> close enough. Well, yeah. And with us as always is Chris the counselor. Connell, how are you, sir? Good. How are you, John? And in the hot seat today. Are you going to answer my question? What was your question? How are you, John? Nobody ever asked how am you, I? how are you doing? You know what? Yeah, it, that's how true. How are you they doing today, John? You know what? I'm doing well. That is excellent. I'm doing well. I'm doing well today. <laughs> By the time you, what about you? I know. You know, I try, I try to keep this as much as I can about you guys and never so much about me. But today, like, here's the thing, man. <laughs> Everybody's got that friend, I like to say. You got that friend, right? And, uh, and for me, I have a couple of them, which I'm lucky that way. And uh, uh, I've, got, I've got a friend named Hugh, right? And Hugh lives in, uh, in New Orleans, and he's friends with our set there. I've been friends with Hugh for 20-some-odd years. Hugh is always on vacation with Kenny Chesney. Hugh is always all over. He is, uh, you know, he's house-sitting for Vince Vaughn as we speak right now. And... Uh, I don't, I've known Hugh for 20 years. Hugh, Hugh drives a Range Rover. He's always got money. I, I know he's not a drug dealer. I know that much. But other than that, I have no clue. <laughs> how do you, how do you know no, when someone's know, not a drug I, dealer? I don't know, but I just have, I have no clue what Hugh does to make money or earn a living. And I've acquired another one of those friends <laughs> who seems to be kind of a jack of all trades. And that's Ari Gold, because Ari is the dude who was in the hot seat today. And Ari is, uh, man, I, I, t- I turn on the gram and I got Ari playing beer pong with Post Malone. I got Ari uh, in in the Gentleman's Club in Atlanta. Wherever he, I mean, he is just, every time I turn on, it's like, I'm in LA. Who, who's here? Plug in. I'm, I'm in Atlanta. Plug in. I'm in Miami. And I like, I don't think the guys are in the same seat three days a week, which is crazy. And uh, obviously super successful. Also, go ahead and disclaimer, not a drug dealer. Let's go this way. Allegedly. I know because I tried to buy drugs off him. Allegedly. <laughs> you're try, you're try, you're try, Allegedly. You tried and it didn't work out. But no, nah, but dude, so, uh, so you know, look, man, our, our show, what we always try to point out is we believe that success leaves clues. And obviously, man, you're a guy with, you, you got, I know part of your story. I know some of the cool stuff about some of the adversity you had to overcome and, and where that's led. And I want to talk about how you got into what you do now. I want to talk about whatever the hell it is you do now, because you do kind of everything. A jack, a jack of all things that make money, which I love. I love that man. You gotta, gotta spread yourself, you know. You do, and uh, and then I want you to talk dirty to Colt for five minutes yeah. and see how quickly it takes to turn him. No, we're not going to do that. Just kidding. Dirty so for, behind the scenes magic. Colt, <laughs> Colt was commenting on the attractiveness of Mr. Gold's voice. <laughs> yes, he was. Behind, the, behind scenes. the scenes magic. Yeah, that'll, 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 that'll be on the DVD. On the, it's on, on the director's cut. The extended cuts. Don't worry. <laughs> on the director's cut. Don't worry. So so first of all, bro, where did you grow up? All right. I'm actually born and raised in Atlanta, so I grew up right outside of Atlanta, Georgia, in a little little uh, little spot called Gwinnett County. In Gwinnett. Yep. I went to uh, a Norcross High School, a pretty famous school for like athletes and a bunch of you know putting kids in the league, and uh, I wasn't one of them. <laughs> did you, Did you know that somebody in this room used to be the general manager 
of the quote of the Norcross Hooters. It was uh, me. Not me. It, it was me. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> no, it was me. <laughs> my dad and I. You know, when he, when he was something funny, my dad and I after Pee Wee or Pop Warner. You know, when you're like, like sixth grade, whatever. Yeah. You, he'd say, "Okay, son." Today, we're going to go to a men's place for dinner. <laughs> we go to Hooters, and he'd just sit around probably, and be like, You're probably there. Yeah, I was probably he'd be, yeah. like, he'd be like, I'm just here for the curly fries. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, tell him. Tell him. <laughs> and that was it. So you grew up there. My favorite thing about where you grew up, Gwinnett, is that intersection off of uh, whatever interstate that is that goes up. I don't know which one it is anymore. 85. 85, where the mall is, right? Uh-huh. Where there's literally a Waffle House on every corner of oh, that yeah. intersection. Well, you want to know something crazy? <laughs> Growing up in Norcross, not, not a lot of people know this, uh, Waffle House headquarters is actually in Norcross. Oh, yeah. And so there's more <laughs> Waffle Houses in that general populace of area. You can go across the street and then across the street again and go to three different Waffle Houses. Oh, bro, no, no question. Here, here's a little tip for you. If you ever want to hire the hardest working people oh, yeah, you'll ever find, find chef find a because you know no 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 find a waffle house general manager because you know who he is he is the he's chef everybody he's the no, cook no no he's no no he's a yeah. waffle keeper. House chef is literally the guy <laughs> running the, the yeah register, running the whole place busker taking the phone a busing yeah. tables yeah, bus dude that tables. guy works. i i used to love to recruit waffle house people so you grew up in gwinnett you're there your whole life you know, ironically, you guys are talking all this stuff about drug dealers. I was a drug, <laughs> I was a drug dealer. You were okay. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to lie about it. I mean, I, I because look back then, the times were very different on weed. Yeah, and I already knew growing up. You know, it 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 wasn't properly regulated. Let's put it like right. that. Yeah. Right. Um. And 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 for me, you know, I I got actually arrested when I was I think uh, seventeen or eighteen for having, um. 0.3 grams of marijuana. I swear to God, the, the cop, the cop. They put you in jail over 0.3? The cop smelled weed in the car, couldn't prove that there was weed in the car. So he dug. And what he did was, he I'll never forget this. He took a piece of tape, clear tape. Oh, I swear to God, took a piece of clear tape, folded it in half, then put another side of it and put it in between my seat like this. And then did the other side and then sat there for 20 minutes picking out crumbs and stems of weed and had enough to weigh up that it was a, a, a misdemeanor charge. What would we call that counselor? What would, uh, how would, how would that hold up? This <laughs> lack of probable cause. <laughs> I mean, dude, this is two, we're talking 2008, 2008. And this is Georgia. So it was, but 99 problems had already come out. So people already, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you didn't follow the advice of 99 not problems. That's on you. That's that's by the way, yeah. just, just a legal disclaimer, uh, a police can <laughs> search the trunk of your car, whether it's locked or not. Yeah. It's not a part of your fourth amendment. Is that really? Yeah. <laughs> like you have no reasonable expectation of privacy in a vehicle that is in public. What about a locked glove box? Doesn't matter. Hmm. Hmm. Learn something new every Learn, day. Yeah, yeah, live and li- see. That's, I like that. Yeah, see that's that. A, that that's a, people always think that about the Fourth Amendment. There's yeah. a whole thing about uh, unreasonable searches and seizures and securing your own private yeah. property. But it, it only works within what's called your your home, your domicile, and the curtilage surrounding where there would be a reasonable expectation of privacy there. And yeah. So if you're so the thing you learned today from the Power Move, we can wrap it up. <laughs> is if you're if it's, if you're smuggling right up the keister. That's all. That's I the only place you're safe. <laughs> that's it. This though, I also heard from a friend of mine that. If you're in a hotel room, you have that same courtesy because it is a domicile. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, a car, you have no reasonable expectation because you're taking it on public roads, you're driving it around, et cetera. Right. Now, a car in your garage is a different story. Mm. I'm not a criminal attorney. live in an <laughs> RV. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, where's your RV? Is it on land that you've that's privately rented? Then, yeah. Sure. Yeah. What if I'm on a yacht? 
Yeah. <laughs> Ask me how I know. No. Yeah, that's a, yeah, you've can been, I, can you've I, been can on a yacht with me. Can I phone a friend? Can I phone a friend? You've been on the yacht with me. It doesn't matter. All right, I'll matter. drag us all back. All right, so, so I used to sell weed to, uh, but after I got arrested, I realized I was like, all right, you know, Atlanta might have to be the place for me. And I, you know, was doing various odd jobs, working at a burger joint. I worked at a smash burger. I did, I did a bunch of random shit that I hated. And, and, it all kind of fell back to weed. Everybody needed weed, and I ironically loved weed and had really great connections to really good stuff. And so mm -hmm. the stuff that I had around that time was just very different than what most people were were you know were getting. It, it was like indoor, really like uh, really boutique weed. Like now, right. now it's really popular, but back then this this wasn't. Yeah, it was like from Mars. It was, it was unheard of. It, dude, it, was, it was unheard of for somebody to pay three hundred dollars for an ounce of weed. Wow. Ludacris, yeah. I think Ludacris was, wasn't he? Back then, the I'm not. I'm not. Man, I'm not at liberty to disclose <laughs> so our previous clients. <laughs> but did you make good connections through that? It, the best connections of my life. It, it yeah. actually put me so. What I did was I had a lot of friends in the music scene and a lot of the friends in the music industry that knew I had good weed. And the problem was that around that time, artists were coming to Atlanta to record albums and to spend time in studios. And Baby really, face, and, so, so deaf, all that. Yeah. These guys were locking themselves in the studio. Or left face. And Sorry. so, I, you know, I was, I was getting phone calls 1.30 to 4 a.m. while I'm still in high school. <laughs> and and going and going and leaving, studio. sneaking out, going to the studio, hanging out with like some of the biggest names in the game, and selling them with smoke of weed. And then I go back home and I go to high school and people are like, "What'd you do last night?" <laughs> like you know, they, they studied. Uh, What'd you do, Ari? I'm like, I was uh, in the studio yeah. like, with uh, Ghostface Killer and thousand dollars. Uh, you know, Titty Boy and I were on some blueberry <laughs> on there. Yeah, like. I'm, We'll be going to his birthday party this Sunday. Like, bro, uh -huh. how? Yeah. yeah. So that and that progressed over time. Like, I kind of fell out of weed, and I I fell into um, into lacrosse. Ironically, I, w I moved to Israel after high school. I wanted Love to that. get the, I wanted to get the hell out of out of Georgia. I, I just knew selling weed was like it was cool, but it wasn't the best. Yeah. Um, and that time again, it was dangerous. So. Moved to Israel, uh, did a program where, you know, met a bunch of people, did like an IDF program where you get to like, you know, do basic training and all this shit. I, I loved it. I loved being out there. But again, got in trouble for weed. So where were you playing lacrosse though? So got in trouble for having weed on the, on, on, not even on the base, but one of the kids at the hostel had weed in his bag and everybody in the room got, you know, in trouble. Yeah. So whatever. Kicked out of the program. But I met some guys that were, talking this crazy jazz like yeah but we're starting the, the first ever israeli national lacrosse team i laughed it's like a cool runnings <laughs> dude i, I, I <laughs> laughed i'm like lacrosse in israel <laughs> funny they invite me to uh, a warm-up mixer at a um at some big park and 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 i see there's like 15 guys i'm like oh it's 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 rough so I start throwing around with them. They're they're dead serious. They're like, dude, why don't you come out for uh, why don't you come out for an exhibition game for the Kraft family? I'm like, I'm not really thinking about it. I'm, as in I'm, like, I'm, own, as in like own the like Patriots. As in like family? Bob, yeah, and okay. the Patriots. Yeah, got it. And <laughs> yeah. So like, come to find out, Robert Kraft has funded the entire IFL, which is the Israeli Football League, <laughs> and we're going because why not? And we're going to the Jerusalem Stadium to play a game in the halftime of their Champions League. 
That's cool. So it's like it's like Maccabi Haifa versus like Jerusalem. It's a big game, and then halftime comes out, and we bring out fucking nets and do an exhibition, and you know everybody's hitting and stuff. And we come off, and uh, Robert Kraft's son, uh, I think it was Bob or one of the not um. I always forget which one it was, but it was the older one, not the nerdy looking one. Mm. He had a he had his daughters there and, and they were, you know, spectating the whole thing and he comes out of the field, starts throwing around with me, and we start getting into a whole conversation about the Patriots. And I'm sitting here talking to the guy who owns part of the Patriots about Tom Brady, the guy who I'm yeah. like the greatest of all and dude, I'm in love with Tom. Yeah, the and, go. and this is and this is maybe right after they just lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Mm. So it was like Greatest season ever. Don't worry, we're gonna get this. We got this. We got 2011. 2011. Oh, um, so whatever. Fast forward. (laughs) Fucking New York. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, fast forward. I come back to the states. Uh, I I catch a couple random gigs coaching lacrosse for like little leagues. I was coaching youth. You know, like you. Did you wait? 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 wait, Did you start playing lacrosse in Israel? I started playing playing lacrosse in high school. I, I, I played a lot of different sports. I do. I grew up playing. Soccer, baseball. Fo- I played football with the same group of guys. See, from I, sixth grade all the way to high school. I, I I love this because my my son is a lacrosse player, and this weekend we had an exceptional experience. I don't think I told you about this, but we we, put, we went to San Jose for a tournament this weekend. He plays, he's fourteen under the, or twenty twenty six. Where do you buy gear out here? I haven't seen a single la- la- lacrosse la- la- state la- in Nevada. Lacrosse monkey, lacrosse monkey. So we were playing a, a twenty twenty six tournament in San Jose and it was now my son plays on a rec team so his team is just there's probably eight rec teams playing 14 under in Vegas right through all the areas he he's his rec team so when we went to this tournament though every team was an all-star team so the oh, all-star shit. of them so they're the club they're the club they're an all-star the of the champions. club teams yeah, yeah. right so we had five <laughs> had games no 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 right we had five games and we boat housed Everybody, oh, for, the that. first five, LA trounced them to the point where, like, the, the in, you know, you know, lacrosse. It, for those of you who've never seen a game, it's not like sports where you sit with your fans; they sit with their fans. If your kid plays defense, you, you're down there, and you're with the other team's parents who play you're offense. Sitting right next to the dad talking shit. Yeah, you're, you're right there, exactly. <laughs> so as we're, but as we're watching, sucks, the, so as we're watching this, your kid sucks, but like, buddy. No, the the, the, the LA like da- the LA dads were the the LA dads were the worst because they could not believe they were getting beat. Sure, and they're like. This is so you guys are an all star team, right? It's like no, we're a rec team. They're the Clippers, like the Clippers thought they were going to win too, John. Doesn't I, I know? But they're like you're you like see lacrosse in the south. It, it, it was it was so different because none of us played lacrosse, and it was no. It okay. When I started, someone from my high school came to me and was like, "Hey, man, you play you play football. Mm-hmm. You pretty physical, dude." How about if I tell you I can give you a six foot pole and you can beat the shit out of people on All field? Right. Would you want to play? Uh, yep. What fucking sport is this? Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was literally how the conversation went. And I was a sophomore and I said, Damn. off season, down. Yeah. Get some cardio, fine. I led the league that year in takeovers. Awesome. Penalties. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, well, that's what, well, that's what Tried you, to take my stick I, off and if stab you're, if somebody. You're defense, if you're no, a defenseman, you a should monster. be doing that. No, no, no. I didn't even know how to play the game. Were you a long, you were long, you were a long pole defenseman? And I was murdering kids. I, I was, I, I, literally, I, I had a stat that somebody showed me where I put 1.2 people out, out of the, the game, game every game. game. 
I'm like, that's a real statistic. But, like, but, that's pretty cool, dude. If you if you got kids though, get them in lacrosse. Because like I was saying, man, this tur- this tournament, this tournament, you know, it came down to we, we we ran through everybody. We got in the finals against Seattle, the best kids in Seattle, right? And it, we, with 18 seconds left, we were tied five five, and it was the closest game we've been in all, the whole game. And our, our best kid, Damon, who just can rip it, probably, I mean, it, it 13, he's got, he's, that one kid. he's got an 80-mile-an-hour shot yep. at 13. Yep. And he just ripped it, and you hear thong off the post. And you're like, ah. Oh. Son of a gun. And then double overtime, we lose. Now, the thing was, all of our kids were just collapsed in tears. And it's just, in this day and age of video games and nonsense and bullshit and just everything, Everybody it was so great to see yeah. kids I'll so invested something. in something. I'll tell you something just about for that the moment. Sake it. Totally. Something about that moment, yeah. they will remember that forever. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing, next season, I'm praying for those kids. Yeah, God help them. I'm Thrill praying for, no, I'm praying for the kids Seattle. That, that play that. Seattle. I'm God praying help for them. Because, I, I, listen, I coached mm-hmm. a team like that, um, Johns Creek High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I won't even name a bunch of the kids, but they they all, I mean, I'm still friends with them. I still talk to a lot of them, and one of them has actually gotten into coaching and coached a championship team like myself. And I, I, like, I love that. I yeah. love watching that, and I love hearing experiences like that yeah. where I you know, right. get somebody else to do something. Mm-hmm. Um they lost one close one uh, the the season before to some kids. And it was really just a lapse of, you know, just kind of, kind of, it's Sports. like a dick around, but like, they, they lost because of them, not because of yeah. the other team. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't, you know what I'm saying? When I say these guys came out, John, you, you know, oh, lacrosse and scores, 22 to three. Yeah, that's brutal. By half time. Oh, that's brutal. By yeah, half, that's I had I had the kids that had never even hit the field playing. <laughs> Play all the seniors forty five seconds in, dude. That's I mean, brutal. but but when when I hear them and I see them come on the sides and then they all talk about that experience, that hurt, that pain, that hunger, it was like they weren't even going to think amazing. about. They weren't even going to think about taking a loss. No, so dude, again, I'm sure you'd vouch for this. If you got kids. And you want to get them a lacrosse? Call me because yeah. it's the greatest thing ever. Thrill really of victory, is. agony, defeat. It really, it really is the best sport we've ever played. So, yeah. But let's, start, but let's lacrosse, get back. Let's. Lacrosse took me down that path. I, I was coaching at a high school. Uh, I was coaching at a high school in Georgia, and mm-hmm. on my way to a practice one morning, I, I hit a patch of black ice. Oh, that's right. This is the story. Yeah. So day after <laughs> the day after my twenty first birthday, um, on my way to work, first day of work, uh, I remember texting the coach that morning. It was like four four fifteen. I'm like, hey, you know pretty rough outside you want to do this like fuck yeah we got turf fuck them <laughs> and i love that mentality i was like yeah. right on i'm on i'm Let's in play. the car i'm on play the ball way. i i i i remember trying to go to the chick-fil-a and and grabbing breakfast and it was too early they weren't open so i got on the on 141 mm-hmm. and uh right by uh, Petrie parkway and the forum my car just i remember it kind of just started going sideways and then hit sideways the other way and then it just started whipping i ended up in those trees off to the right and my car had wrapped around on the driver's side at a 90 degree angle so i was fully encased pinned around up against the a tree um so if you look at my legs actually you can still see that they're kind yeah little 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 crooked and then this one's all metal well i've never seen you lay i'm the pictures you laying in that bed just looking like robocop it, it was tough it was <laughs> tough they uh i had an 18 hour surgery two blood transfusions they made my parents sign a document saying hey you might not come out of this thing, you know, yeah. you're on your own. And and when I woke up, you know, a couple of days later, uh, I just remember having weird ass dreams and seeing things that I couldn't explain. And, and uh, you know, doctors told me, 
you know, it'd be, it, it, it was grim. They were, they were, they were, they were, they were expecting me to be kind of in a wheelchair or at least assisted walking for the rest of time. Did, and did you see an old man by a stream by chance? Because Cole swears that, that God came to get swears. him one time by a stream. We're like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure that was just a bum. But I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a weird one. one. I'll tell you the, the weirdest That's one. A and very the specific height you remembered this guy when you were five. Oh, he was 6'1", 220. John, I, I blocked it out. I'm glad you remembered. <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a weird one. I, the best one I remember is uh, I was looking down in into the hospital room mm. at myself on the bed. But the ceiling was like glass. And I remember kind of trying to bang through the ceiling to like get to my body. And my sister was sitting by my bedside and I can hear her. You know, Ari, come on, wake up. You got to just you got to just wake up, dude. You, like it's time you had some rest, like get the fuck up. Yeah. And, and next thing I know, I open my eyes and still gives me goosebumps. Think, like That's so freaks weird because I had a friend it freaks me out. He got an accident, broke his back, and died for a second. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. He goes, I was just above the hospital bed. That yeah. is he goes so. To room. I, I just wait, 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 wait. You had a friend? Shocker. I'm sorry. He's a queen. We got rid of him. I thought he was a friend. I refused to believe that. That's just not believable on any level. Because he said the same thing. He's like, I was just floating above. I've never experienced anything that was that. Listen, you go through a trauma like that, and then I, I had to do like 18 different surgeries so just to put my hand back together, my arm back together, my wow. legs. And it, I mean, listen, it was a journey, but my sister and I, you know, still to this day kind of talk about how freaking weird, you know, like you, you just, and again, a siblings bond, like, you know, sometimes I can feel if something's up and I'll call her, you know, if something's up with me, she'll call me out of the random and I'll just, you know, we'll laugh and, and talk about it. But, that moment for me kind of just put things in a, in a in a crazy perspective because I really questioned everything. I was like, you know, is there a God? Why would God do this? Like, I'm 21 years old. Like, I'm an athlete. I played for a professional right. team. I was about to go to Israel next year to go play again with Team Israel, and now mm -hmm. I'm now here we are. Now I got fucking noodles for legs. So it started a whole process of of me really having to understand that the recovery process was more mental than physical. Because how long did that take? How long? How long? Okay, so let's talk about crazy. There, there had, so, so okay, so so you had to start. You start out obviously with the why me, why me, oh, God. why hath God forsaken me? Mm -hmm. Whatever that goes on for how long? That went on for months. That went on for the problem. Uh, again, a part of the problem was I was so doped up. First, first of all, you got to understand I was on, I was on oxycodone, hydrocodone, a pick line injection of Dilaudid. And not to mention, they had just ripped out a catheter that was fully inflated. But I was so doped up oh. that, that they couldn't. Oh, God. Like, I mean, or or as Connell calls this, it, on, Tuesday on. night. Think about this. Imagine being locked. I've done a hospital practical. Imagine being, <laughs> know what happened to you. Imagine being locked in your own body. You're, you're, you feel it coming in. And uh. You feel the delight and you're just like cold and uh, then all of a sudden you feel the most excruciating pain you've ever felt in your life and you go to scream and it's nothing happens <sighs> you know Prince. a catheter has they inflate a balloon so it stays in your bladder okay, uh, okay. Yeah, i'm good pulled out 
and it starts to Can actually the camera like, see. That's, okay. that's the right. size we're talking about. Oh God! Well, they got to use extra. Yeah. They got to use extra big one on me. But so, Colt, uh, what are you doing oh, this weekend? Anything good? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, so, so, again, listen, that. so that that added to yeah. the healing process too, because I had I had a catheter attached to to fix all that, and I had to do surgery to get the like the the tunnel. Dude, right. it was just so, so so when you when you when you flip the switch, decide okay. Fuck this! I'm getting back. Going. So what happened was, was it, I got off you, the Were you mad? Meds. Were you mad first, or do you just like okay? What happened was time. I had a really good friend at the time. All circles back to weed. Um, <laughs> I had a great friend at the time that was just like, dude, you're not eating, you're not drinking anything, you don't want anybody to come see you. I'd shut out the whole world. I told everybody I'm dead. Like just fuck off. I don't want to see. It. And really, I, I had a lot of people that had ban- abandoned me in that time, and and I really, you know, started to question a lot of like the friendships and relationships and things that I had. And it was just, it was just an eye opener. Like at, at one point I just realized nobody gives a fuck about you, but you. And if you're not going to get up off your ass to fix your situation, <laughs> tough shit, you'll be there for as long as you're going to pity yourself. Yeah, nobody, nobody's coming to help you. But at the same token, you got the power to fight it. It's, it's not physical, it's mental. And so I had a buddy that, again, he, he would come into, he, he'd sneak into the, into the rehab facility. I was in a, I, I, because I couldn't be transported, my legs were both broken and my arm was in a full sling and my hand had a, a nub on it. The only way I was able to transfer in and out of a wheelchair was they'd have to back me up and then I'd have to use my. Yeah, kind of lift over. To crawl everything. This elbow was my savior. It was the only thing in my body that didn't break. So you're like, I got, I got, I got one, I got one thing left. I'm, I can, I got a chip in a chair. So I started getting a strong core. I started, so I was at a rehab facility with like, you know, old people have fallen, can't get up. Yeah. I started doing, you know, double the, the rehab. I started pushing a lot harder, a lot, you know, and the doctors were noticing and, and the same token, I was trading in my pain pills and my sleeping pills, which were giving me crazy dreams yeah i can imagine when i say uh, yeah. my mind was living i swear to you guys my mind was living a double life mm-hmm. when i went to bed i was a whole new like the sims kayaking and hiking and running marathons and doing this and doing that and then every morning i'd wake up and try to get out of bed and my legs wouldn't move and it would just be the worst pain ever it's just oh oh my god we're oh, back yeah, that's right. we're right back fuck i i can't go pee all by myself great okay and, and every like morning, the Matrix, like John, you literally would go to for, sleep and be plugged into the Matrix <laughs> for f- three to four months. I was locked. I was locked in. And I I honestly was to the point where I was very debating suicide because I was just like this. I'm a burden to my parents. They can't even move me into the house. I'm a burden to my friends who don't even want to see me because it's just like fucked. <laughs> and I'm a burden to everyone else because you have to sit around and take care of me. Like I'm 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 a full on potato. And I'm 21, and I got a good heart. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm gonna be around for a while. I'm just yeah. gonna be a potato. So, my buddy was like, "Dude, like, you know, I'm gonna make you some pop brownies. Start taking them before you rehab. Start, you know, in the mornings, and and start, you know, I'll I'll, I'll come in every night, and I'll wheel you outside, and we'll smoke a joint, and then you'll go to bed." Mm-hmm. And just my whole mentality started to change, man. I just started looking at things differently. I would go into rehab and I'd be laughing and joking around with everybody, and like, hey, you know, like, like suddenly the doctors are like you got some life in you dude like you okay like you're back the will to win returns i i had a mental again it and it the mental debate was really all like was i worth it like can i do this 
am I supposed to do this or am I supposed to just lay down and, and take it? And I wanted to fight. And, and, and within that time, you know, I, I cut down a two year, they told me it would be at least two years for me to be doing anything. Six months, I took my first step. Like the day of six months, I, 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 I had a doctor's checkup and I, I, I told him, I was like, I just dropped the, crutch. like, yeah, I dropped I the crutches it. and I, I was it. like, I'm going to stand. I just remember wobbling there and everybody in the room was like freaking the fuck out. Like, no, 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 no. I had no, dude, I had no ACL, MCL or PCL oh, while I'm doing this. My left <clears throat> leg had just been rebuilt, but I couldn't get worked on my right leg because the trauma would be too severe. For both. So I had to yeah, just yeah. have this one. Literally, this leg was a noodle. Yeah. Was a fuck just thing. nothing was to hold it. No, the tendons so, were gone. So, nothing. So I had to deal with that. And the that was the first three months. And then the next three months were recovery on this and leg. This and then once I got the balance back, at nine months, I started to, like, lightly jog. <laughs> Very lightly, brisk, three, four, five miles. But, like, we weren't maxing out. Okay. By the end of the year, I don't know if I could run five yeah, miles now. It's kind of a, it's kind of a <laughs> I mean, brag, dude. I was, I was, a bike, humble brag right yeah. there. I was biking. <laughs> I was biking a minimum I'm seven a miles a day. I was biking seven miles a day minimum. I had a Gold's Gym right next to my house. That yeah. was twenty four hours. I would go sit in the movie theater, smoke a bowl, and bike ride. I'd ride like there's no tomorrow. My legs would burn. That's a great way. To, that's a great like, way to rehab, though. Yeah. Because low, that was it. Back. That was great the only. That was the only low impact thing that my body could handle and. So here's a question based on that story. What is your, I mean, that's a lot of adversity to hit and overcome. So <laughs> what, 21. what is your tolerance level when you hear people explain to you None. why they can't do this? <laughs> <None>. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> do, do you want to take a minute to think about it? Or is that the yeah, final I mean, you know what it's, the worst it's is like, when people yeah, complain to me about just, aches and pains. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're like, and I'll, okay. I'll, I'll do this. I'll go aches and pains. Give me your yeah. hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for those of you uh, who didn't I, I see thought there was going to be a, you're about to have emotional aches and pains after giving me a hand yeah, that was, <laughs> that's yeah exactly that's it. you, know, you feel just, that that clicking pop, and i won't even let you feel this one it's the same thing but if Every you're an day. athlete if you grew up an athlete and you lived as an athlete and you know thank uh, god because had i not i'd be a you, potato your mentality though is one where you you get used to playing through injury you want to play through things or you have a mental toughness the kids that don't do that have and there's this weird Weakness. thing that you see in our society where we attribute um, athleticism and physicality with being a dumb jock, which mm. is uh, the most interesting people I know have had physical adversity. I'm more of a nerd sports. than anything. Yeah, that's why. Well, I, honestly, I got yeah. I got to tell you, that's why I love lacrosse because you know who plays lacrosse. The nerdy tough kids, because <laughs> they're yeah. all, they're all just well, because it's yeah. not because it's yeah. not mainstream, you're, right? You're like supposed to be a little touched to play with cross. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, just got to be different, bro. You see lax bros walking around with yeah. the with the dude. You know, what are the hockey here? I'm, I'm Canadian. What so. are the on, hockey? Canada is not what, national what, sport. No, lax bros are crazy yeah. different, like hybrid versions of hockey bros. Yeah, they're just like a little more radical and like more Hawaiian. One of the thirteen, one of the thirteen year olds on our team comes rolling out with a shirt says, "I heart lax moms." He's thirteen. He's trying to run it up on lax. Me too. Me too. Him and Zach Wilson, which I thought was awesome. So, but yeah, lacrosse that that whole so. I went through a whole thing where I was in a hospital bed and rehab for about a year, year and a half. And, and I was trying to figure out what to do with my life. And ironically, I had a friend of mine that originally got me in the music 
industry when I was in high school, he used to take me to all the late night spots and all the, you know, all the under underground after hours places. And, and, uh, the, I think it was literally the first night I got out of the rehab facility. He was like, Oh, we're going out. Oh, we're going out. And this guy wheeled me. Where'd you go in Atlanta? Where'd you go? Um, club cheetah. No (laughs) amnesia. Um, what, what year was this? What year was highway. this? It was like Club Primal, maybe it was called. Primal? Was, the only I know if it was Pink Pony. Was that I mean, up Buford Highway? No. It, okay. If you if you pull out of Pink Pony and you make a left and you go down the street, or maybe it's Icon Lounge. No. There was some random bar out in the middle of nowhere. No, it's not a bar. It's like a nightclub. Oh, it was club. like a club club. Yeah. This dude wheeled me into this fucking club and parked me right next to a little stripper pool. <laughs> Basketball Diaries style. And he was like at the <laughs> yeah, DJ booth. Exactly. And I was just sitting time. there just... Rolling up a blind, just smoking. Somebody came over, like, "Are you crippled?" I was like, "Uh, not really, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not 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 forever. Not the most not flattering, forever. you know, way to go." And but I mean, forever. he would start to. I mean, because he knew how miserable and depressed I was, he would start taking me out, and you know, one thing led to another. I started, you know, going out to nightlife and and getting back into the music industry, getting back into the scene, and and getting around the same guys, and got back into you know selling weed again because. It, I didn't have a job. I couldn't coach. I couldn't do anything. I had no way of making income, and I could barely fucking walk. Mm-hmm. I literally had to walk around. You remember in Forrest Gump where he had the oh like, yeah the, the I had to walk I had to, well, I had to walk around with those for a but, year. But, but here's but it's but at some point right you go from being the weed dude to so convert those changed. relationships yeah, so into something else. I, again, it, you have to mature and progress relationships because yeah. obviously you're selling weed to somebody. They're not going to fucking trust you for any reason. <laughs> I got this investment opportunity I want yeah. to talk about. Didn't Cat nah, William, bro. Didn't nah. Cat Williams say that? If you're selling weed last year and you ain't selling coke by this year, I don't mess with you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? got to be moving. I, I got to a point where I had a flash and somebody, you know, a close friend of mine got busted and the house got raided and I was in California, luckily, because had I not been, I would have been there and I would have yeah. got caught up with it. And that was the day where I was just like, all right, no more of this. We need to find something new. And I started going around and, and uh, I caught a job. This is kind of crazy. I caught a job with an online marketing guy who was teaching people how to do like, you know, build your own business, build your own websites, this and this, that and that. I went to college for, you know, sports marketing and consulting. And I, I was like, all right, you know, this, this sounds kind of interesting. He said, hey, I'll fly you out to, to Las Vegas. I'll, I'll pay your first three months of rent. You know, if you don't like it. You know, you can go back to Atlanta, but what's what's what are you you know, lose? What, what's stopping you? Yeah. Everything's free. Like, just come out. Yeah. Probably the worst job I ever had, but <laughs> but the best decision I ever made was to come out yeah. here. Get it. Get away. Was, get away from hometown, dude. I was fresh, early twenties, and I, I just realized I have so many connections out here that are all from Atlanta because yeah. a lot of guys were coming to town and they didn't have connections. So really, for me, I was like, okay. Let's find the niche here. I started going out, hitting up a lot of the hip hop guys that were coming. I'm like, hey, you guys need weed? Okay. Let me connect you with the dispensaries. Let's get you guys paid instead of paying for weed. Or yeah. let's get you marketing deals and let's do a little brand, you know, a little brand. Because now app. weed's legal. So now it, become, now it becomes it had just high commerce wreck. above the table. It had just hit wreck. And I'm like, all right, bet. I think um I think Reef was one of the first ones that we were yeah. we were talking to, and and uh, shout out Matt Morgan, and we, we you know I brought in a, a couple of celebrities and a couple of guys to do tours, and we were getting people paid, and then it kind of progressed. Hardeen started to do a, a program where they bringing in DJs, and you know yeah. bringing in the DJ. 
one Atlanta DJ, then two Atlanta DJs, and then everybody in Atlanta was like, yo, hit me up with Get that weed paid, store. Yeah, yeah like, paid. what's up? Um, I mean, but really things didn't actually pop off until I started seeing an issue with payment solutions in the dispensaries. Everybody's paying cash. Mm -hmm. And nobody <laughs> had a way to take cards. So I I found this this guy just through, you know, the Wii channels. I was doing a bunch of like off-brand uh, licensing deals and, and things like that. And he was like, hey man, if you know any uh, you know anybody that, that needs payment solutions integrations, let me know. <laughs> like, I do know those I'm people. I'm like, uh, can you handle <laughs> cannabis? He's like, that's our number one specificity. I'm like, okay, perfect. I start looking at the numbers. I tell him, yo, we're gonna partner up. I'll start laying them up on a, on a dish and we just start cooking percentages. I wouldn't even tell you how good it was, but there was a fat on the front and a fat on the back. Oh, I can imagine it was just sick. Well, we, the, we're talking about the first time you the, could yeah, ever you go ever in and it. swipe a friggin' debit card. People yeah. were more than happy to pay an extra 30, 40 bucks to do it. Yeah. More than happy. There and was, they didn't even miss it. Yeah. So that took off. And that was my introduction into crypto because he was converting it into either Bitcoin or I think at that time it was like Doge. Because <laughs> it, it was just so cheap and it was yeah. so light. I don't even remember, I really don't even remember what it was. But at that time, I just remember somebody like, hey, you need to get a Binance account, buy a bunch of this Dogecoin, buy a bunch of XRP, buy a bunch of Ethereum, buy a bunch of Monero, buy just a bunch sit of on it. thousand a piece, five thousand a piece, and just sit on it. I didn't do that. <laughs> no. No, what I did was did I, go I, I do like, no, fuck that. I threw like a hundred bucks, 200 oh, bucks into, into like ETH or Bit I had Bitcoin uh, on like a couple exchanges, like um, not Mt. Gox, what was the other one? BitConnect and Bit. I had been, I, bro, I got scammed. I'd lost a lot of, yeah. a lot of coins. And then like, as things are running, I'm starting to do the math in my head. I'm like, I could have been a fucking gazillionaire. <laughs> What's happening here? What so, a coulda shoulda, my friend. No, so what a so then I'm looking at the age, I'm looking at all my connections and then shit coins or, you know, yeah. they were called altcoins then, but shit coins with no utility, no purpose. They started popping out and everybody needed somebody to help market and promote. And who knows all the celebrities? Mm -hmm. Who has the contacts? Okay, well, give me a call. I'll connect you with these guys. Dude, I was just laying in contracts every other day. Some You need who? Okay, cool. One tweet and one post. Great. Yeah, send the money. And I was just middlemanning deals day and night. And then it and then it grew exponentially because I started getting added into like private chats and whale chats. And I started building a name because I... I a lot of these kids were scamming people left and right. I'm like, yeah. dude, you you guys are literally kids. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've done business before where you don't, you know, yeah, somebody's, through, somebody's so, going, somebody gonna show up at your house and yeah, it's not gonna yeah, be so good. That, You're not gonna need a car wreck. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's how I do business. So yeah. these internet kids really fucked with my head because I just realized how much stuff these kids are getting away with and like fucking off hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollar projects and and then these guys are coming to me crying. Ari, help me. Ari, you gotta say Ari. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you shouldn't have given a 16 year old kid that you've never met before a hundred grand and then anticipated that he was gonna change the world for you and make yeah, you a no hundred mil, like, come on. So that's kind of where Gold Group started. You know, I, I took it from artist hospitality, artist management, which I was doing for all the celebrities mm -hmm. into consulting and bringing them brand deals. And then again, in the cannabis side, I was still doing the same thing. I was bringing guys a bunch of cannabis deals and bringing them a bunch of different you know and then brands would start to hit me up hey do you have access to this person we need these influencers we need family deals we need this that dude i, I started putting it around a team and and 
sooner than later, I think I had like seven or eight people working around me and yeah. one kid was getting paid, you know, 10 grand a month. I'm like, dude, you're, you're 20 years old getting paid 10 grand a month. Like, you know what I was doing when I was 20 years old? Yeah. Nothing. But so, I, was, I was a bus boy at the hard rock. No. And, and this is, this isn't even, listen, this isn't even to include the fact that like he's getting in on like early presale deals on tokens right. and projects and well, the kid was rolling dough. I must've made him over a million dollars the first year he was working with me. But again, when you're building your teams and you're building people around you, you just have to be careful who you give the sauce to. Sure. Yeah. It sucks. And it's unfortunate because now looking back, you know, I put a lot of people in great positions and gave them a lot of leeway when things didn't come back. But now it's like, I'll give you the connection of a lifetime. You burn it once. Yeah, you you're done. not getting it back. Yeah, you're you're not coming back to me. Oh, that's no. a character thing. Well, let, well, let's you know. I want to talk about this because all of this is really based on everything, man. You're, all of your success, no matter what it is, it boils down to building relationships and building trust right. with people who, you know, it, it's one thing if you knock on a door on one two three Main Street and you try to sell them solar and you got five seconds to fucking try to build We're trust. Talking you're talking about people. Issues. You have people that Big have time. everybody trying to get at them. Yeah. Everybody trying to get a piece. Everybody trying to get next to them. Everybody, Even the family members. It's sick. Yeah, everybody. So, oh yeah. So, so my question is, if you had to boil that down to to Ari's secret sauce for how you get in the inner circle of these people, because honestly, if you can get these people's trust, you can get anybody's. Don't trust. ask for shit. Mm -hmm. Just don't ask for it. Don't ask for a single fucking thing. Don't ask for a single handout. Don't ask for a favor. favor. Don't ask for a fucking ticket. Don't ask for nothing. Ask them what you can do for them. Right. Ask them how you can make their life easier. Ask them what you can do to alleviate some of the stress, some of the anything. Don't ever, don't ever go to a person in a position of power, money, wealth, any of that. Don't ever go asking for handouts because you know what you're going to get? That dude's fucking broke. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's broke. It's like they want something from me. And I, you know, it's like you want fewer people trying to bite from your apple. That's the number one. This guy um, was Greg Fox or um, Secrets of Great Rainmakers. Mm. The people that get the contracts are the ones that come in and provide the solutions, right? But not, I'm not going to tell you what your solution is. Yeah. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to ask you, what, you know, what do you need? I came in, I, I came into a point where it was like I was just seeing a lot of leeches. I'm seeing a lot of people hanging on. I'm like, yo. I was asking the questions nobody was willing to ask. I'm like, yo, what does this guy do for you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they look at me like yeah, I'm crazy. Like, uh, they're like, yo, that's my nothing. cousin. That's my little cousin. I'm uh -huh. like, okay, cool. And what does what he do? What the fuck does he do for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's on payroll, What do you right? mean, man? He's, he's, he's on payroll. What's he do? He's on, he's on payroll. In the free he's market, wearing, that guy's He's cost. wearing your brand. Right. He's yeah. representing your label. Right. He's part of you and your entity. What percentage of professional athletes go broke? Oh, it's I'd, like, I'd say it's like 90 percent, 90 some percent, 90, 96 or something, whatever. Th three years out of the league, three years out of the league broke. I believe it because they got mom wants a Range Rover. Right? Yeah. Everybody wants a piece of what you got. Right. Well, we all came up together. So now we all got to get rich together. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like Ari was saying, well, just, think about him when he was in the hospital. What's the number one thing you were thinking? I'm the one looking up for me. I just want to walk. No, but, yeah, I I'm the That's one. It. My friends are I'm going to die alone. I hate yeah. to tell you this. I hate to be a Debbie Downer. Everyone <laughs> dies alone. Like you will be your greatest, you know, asset now. You have to be able to protect that first. I, I really believe that. I think if you go up to people and you and, and they want something from you, did you did did you see did the you thing? Burn bridges. Did you see with the Rock and, and uh, what's his name? 
Kevin uh, Hart. Hart. And they, were doing, they were doing an interview on a show, and the lady was like, I talked to The Rock. She goes, oh, I heard you just bought your mom a house. And he was like, yeah, I did. And Kevin Hart just goes, a billion dollars later. Like, hang on, Mom. We're almost there. We got to keep on the come up. Hang on, Mom. He's like, sure. He's like, you, what, should we clap for this now? I mean, no. I, I, I definitely went through my days of, of – <laughs> of frivolous spending and and honestly during the bull market i was i was probably spending 10 20 grand a week on investments on just giving anybody and everybody a handout a, a dollar, scratch off a something yeah let me ask you guys a question i've been thinking about this i saw something circling around on instagram the other day and i thought it's kind of a brutal perspective but i wonder how you guys think about it when one of your friends asks you for a favor in a professional capacity <laughs> send them an invoice for what it would cost and then say discount 100 percent or whatever so that when people ask you for a favor you send them an invoice to let you let them know that this is what that cost that's the most jewish thing i've ever heard <laughs> no, no, but, and i love it as a jew you know i saying? love it but you know what i'm yeah. saying like if you if because people ask me all the time hey send, okay, do you got one of these documents and send it be like that would be i'd be yeah that would be a thousand dollars just I'm not going to charge you for it, but I have to keep track of how I invoice in my business. Yeah, I can't do that because I would take too many phone calls with friends and be like, "Hey, I'm sending you a thousand dollar a minute." Yeah, they'd feel bad. They'd feel bad. They'd feel bad. Like yeah, five grand? What did I do? Five grand? Like, no, no, but I, I, but five then, minutes of my time. People, well, oh, no, no, I, 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 yeah, people. I, 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 can't, I, can't I think that. that's too much. I, I, professional, I, but I like this. This is this is what I think. I think if you're in a I think if you're in a business where there there is a cost of goods product that is changing hands, right? I think yes. Like for example, no, maybe he's a lawyer, so if you're it's giving, my time wait, is you're, my yeah, you're giving I, your services out. I, it's the same with me. I understand. He can, I, he, you're I, asking me legal trouble. I understand. I understand that. I understand that. And I think, I think it's easier said than done when there's actual. You know, because here's the thing: if if you know, you call me sometimes yeah, and ask me questions, again, and I call you yeah, and ask you questions, right. that, and that's fine. But like, I always look at like Noel, right? In his bars, like whenever I go to Noel's bars, I always try to, I always try to pay. I don't ever because right. he has to literally come out of his pocket right. to buy whatever it is that we're drinking. And that's I'm goods like, and services. That's definitely yeah, a different. It, and a I, different I think scenario. so. That's that's my point. I think if it's, I think if it's time, I think that's time, your what's option. the most valuable. I'd rather buy someone a drink sometimes than give them too. my time. I, I, I would too. I, to I, would I totally agree. I can't I, buy my time back. I, 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 I time. totally agree. But then again, I think that also is part of for people like you and I that sell time, which is really what right. we do sell. I think you got to learn to say no. <laughs> right. But we also sell relationships too. And I don't mind. I, I, know, I don't but, mind. But, but, Colton, but, I have to, I've called Colton and yeah. asked him questions because we, we have friends yeah. who are experts in their field, right? Yeah. I'm not talking about people that back, are within comes, your listen, own. But, but again, the, you're, you have to think of it from a perspective of you're going to someone that provides value, but you provide just the same value in a different sector. Right. Yeah, different. This isn't somebody that has zero yeah. value to provide That's a to you other, system, other yeah. than sucking yeah. right. the, the information right. out of you. Amongst professionals, it feels more like a barter system. Right. 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 Well, I, want I to leverage look at my the... time for your time. That's right. But like, I, 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 I wouldn't everybody. come to you and say, do a whole trial for me for free. Right? Remember that thing that I, happened, though, that one guy that did that? He's like, hey, do you mind doing this deal and then putting my name on it so oh, I can yeah, get paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely this, this not. Is, guess, this is, yeah. th well, this is what I love. Exactly. I get, I get, I had to look it up my phone because I had to make sure I was right. But I get, I get this all the time. And I get like, from, from flippers, investors, realtors, whatever, they always want me to value luxury properties for them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just get these calls like, hey man, I, I just, I think I want to dump this property, what's it worth? <laughs> and I'm like. A BPO will be. I, no, my response <laughs> is, my response is to do, to answer that question properly, I would have to work and I've been working all day. 
And then people normally are like, oh, okay, like whatever. Like, dude, I'm not going to – if I'm sitting there and the MLS is open and I can run comps and I can right. kind of get a feel mm-hmm. or it's a place where I know, or the, you know the area, I know right. it really, really right. well and I can I can throw right. out a per foot price based on what it is, then fine. But if it's something that's sort of obscure, I just say no. Because I used to say yes all the time, but right. people have to respect that. Right. But here's the difference. The difference is I think you have to tell them that it's work. But I see here's the like thing. if it's something I know off the top of my head, I just answer it. But if it's something I have to go work to figure out, then I think you're fine to decline based on the fact that it's work. Or I would just say that'd be about an hour of work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's hard yeah, because which some is people, fine. it's work, right? Yeah, some people will say, well, I give some you people, something free. Okay, you call free, me an hour. Right? It's like, <laughs> I give you something free. It's like, like I went on a, uh, I had to go with the roofing company on a deal. Yep. And they're like, oh, you know, I'll give you free this. And it's like, Okay, your stuff's like five bucks. My stuff isn't five yeah. bucks. I, I, I can't do what you're giving me for Unfair free. Trade. I can't give no. you yeah, free. I'm not trying to sound shitty yeah. or tip for tap, no, but I, I just agree. mean in general, there is a time where you start looking at your own bottom line. And if you start tracking right. your own hours, you go, I gave away $24,000 in free advice this week. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's, there's no I question agree. with that. And, and I love, and attorneys, honestly, your field is the worst because right. people are always going to call you and say, but your attorney hey, will bill you for speak, literally yeah, 1000% every call. No, what's even worse is no, no. I, I hate when you look at it and it's like, I had an attorney like it that. took, it took, no, it took 15 minutes to send a one line email because that's quote unquote industry standard for billing. That pisses me well, off. Well, that's not accurate. You could actually make a complaint about that. Yeah, I know. I, I have. It's six minute increments. <laughs> I have, which is horseshit. Anyway. Um, so yeah, you know, obviously. So now, man, with you, Ari, back to you. <laughs> so, so I mean, no, no, it's, just, no, it's no. an interesting thing. Yeah. But no, he, no, he no, it, it, right. no, he's one hundred percent right. I'm though. not like, saying you hijacked this show, Connell. That's that's no, no. that's I like job. it. I like no, I like it. Listen, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's funny because I'm constantly put in that scenario where with what I have crypto to, to balance buy? my not even crypto, dude. Hey, I want to get my views up on my on my account. What do I do? And and for me. You know, sometimes I'll just automatically just start telling them, hey, you can do this, 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 and this. And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, fuck. I mean, you could just hire us and consult for you. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. that's literally what I do. Right. So, 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 what is it that you do? What, what, so if I'm somebody that is, that is so listening right to this now, and I need, and I'm not post Malone, no. but, but I need some sort of, you certain, post the already know I need each other, some you know. sort of goods and so services right now, from Ari Gold. What right do you say? Now we have a couple different umbrella corp set up, which I dig. Um, like I said, I spread myself pretty thin, but not to then where it's it's unmanageable okay. um my main focus right now we do web 2 to web 3 integrations for fortune 100 and fortune 500 companies in layman's terms that is we help people uh we help big box brands and big companies transition into blockchain technology uh nfts any type of web 3 presence or crypto integration um we also specialize in marketing and consulting so we help you curate that presence. We help you, you know, uh, across all your different socials, set up your networks, uh, websites, everything. Everything entailed A to Z. Um, and then we also have, well, I have Gold Group X, which has just been acquired by uh, the number one. Even know what they are. They're <laughs> subject to a non-disclosure. I, just, <laughs> I, just, I don't know if I want to disclose their name. Right. Yeah, it's fine. I'm, you don't have to fine. say. Yeah, that. I'm like, I'm, whatever. Anyways, we got. Um, if you're subject to a non-disclosure, Connell Law advises you. To <laughs> yeah. We uh, we sold one of our companies uh, a couple months ago to the number one agency for OnlyFans and adult film stars. So uh, 
I was managing athletes, celebrities, influencers, and then that kind of spanned into doing mass OnlyFans uh, management where we hire. Found my new manager. Yeah, we, we <laughs> found my new yes, manager. Yes, you do, Colt. You have a new manager. There you go. <laughs> we have like um, different types of you know integrations that we can do for like chatters or growth or whatever it is. And, and certain girls will come to us and, and basically just have their uh, their numbers you know through the roof after working with us. So. We sold, and now my partner is in control of basically that kind of Rolodex. I don't deal with any of the OnlyFans side. I don't deal with any of the. I just deal with connecting people at this point. So I've kind of do you know um, out of, Bruce Springsteen's daughter by any chance? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> I don't even get the joke either. Yeah, I want to be in on it. Yeah, you went deep for that one. That was like episode. That was definitely that was like that was like episode seventeen. We did that. John, know, Cole, John's sister Cole. one time called in, pretending yeah. to be her. Bruce Springsteen. Oh, Cole thought he could make the Olympics yeah, Cole, in equestrian. Yeah, we, yeah I mean, Cole, Colt's opinion could, was and argued this. Even with your legs now and everything, do you think you could be an Olympian? In any an equestrian no at any sport he, he says he could be in six months an olympian equestrian because the horse does most of the work that's I'm like that said. that's not a, that's not that's a fair said. i'm also double the size of your average jockey so i don't yeah. know how that's gonna work but uh I'm, i don't know i mean listen right now i'm i'm kind of <laughs> going through a health thing where i'm 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 going trying to go back to the five to seven miles on the bike a day and good for you hitting the sauna that. but Dude, I, I don't know about an Olympian. That that's uh, <laughs> you can do curling, man. <laughs> Colt, you're not going to. Olympics I'm, I'm made of glass now. My whole body's <laughs> literally just. Uh, you, you blow a feather on me, and but I but a good shattered. but a strong heart. You're, you're not. You know, I feel like we haven't had right. Colt here in several weeks, and I feel like it's time for some oddness for the yeah. show. So somebody <laughs> sent me this. For he hasn't said a lot today, Ari, but for, but for what? Just for better, for lack of a better phrase, Colt is the guy that says the things that you think and probably shouldn't say. I don't he know, says, I think oh, so we're the same guy. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> so, so somebody sent me this. I'm getting yelled at for saying things that I should not be saying. Yeah. Somebody sent me this. It's Pod Dex Interview Dex. Um, Pod Dex Interview Dex. For all this your is podcast a great needs. bit, by the way. It we're is. keeping this. It is for all. Your, yeah. So basically, they sent me this, and there's just random questions that you can add, ask podcast quests. All right. Yes. So I figure I'm going to ask Colt five questions. <laughs> we're going to see what we get. You ready? Colt. <laughs> These are random and no special order. What do you keep on your desk or workspace area that boosts your mood? Topo Chico. A no, I would do Viagra. Topo Chico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, Scott Literally. always puts the honey bun, the honey bun. on my thing. I, That's more of a taunt, know, though, isn't it? I'm, I'm yeah, a big Texas a roll guy myself, but yeah. I, yeah. I respect yeah. that. That's not, that. Is that yeah. there to taunt yeah. you? you? Honey you bun's put, like the, 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 the less in. established yeah. cousin. Let's like, oh, yeah, he's with us, but That's it. he's not with us. Have he's you put that in a microwave, threw some ice cream on it after? Going through high school, going through high school, I had a best friend of mine that we would go to the vending machines every morning and get two get Texas rolls. Yeah. One, we would peel all the icing off and <laughs> put on the other and just eat it. Just icing. Genius. Good. Genius. All right. Me and Ari. Moving on. And they call me Snack Daddy for a reason. They do call don't, you don't the Snack Daddy. skin physique yeah. fool you, my friend. I'm a that. fat ass at heart. I forgot that. <laughs> Colt, what's the most creative excuse to get out of doing something you didn't want to do? <laughs> God, that's... He's going to bust himself right now. Though. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you creative? Oh, man. Um... I don't know. I'm pretty upfront. I just tell people I don't want to. Like, oh no, I don't. I don't excuse. I, I do. Don't I tell people, hey, sorry, like, nah, not busy, just not nah. feeling it. 
Yeah, I, I, have, know, I can see you telling people, no, I, just I, don't, I don't like no, you enough to spend time with you. I have <laughs> a uh, auto text that I don't want to tell people what it is because then everybody's going to Oh, now it you off. have to. What's the auto text? What is it? Come well, on. I'll send it to you. You, <laughs> you probably it have sent it to me. He's like, just read back through your text and look for the similarities. Right. All right. It says... You know, I feel like this says something, but it should say something different. It says, what's the main thing on your bucket list? But I feel like it should say, what's the man thing on your bucket list? What's the man? I don't man- have, you have women what's things the nothing manly list? on my bucket list. Um, horseback riding? Oh it, even though I've, wait, horse, see, I've wait, ridden wait, a horse. Wait, listen, wait, listen, wait, listen. Wait, Connor, wait, I'm, I'm wait. throwing down the gauntlet right now. Wait. I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like the snack daddy. Oh. Would be, would be good for the adventure list with us. Hey, do you want to go? Trek down silverback gorillas in Rwanda next year. You said that that doesn't sound too fun. Oh, that's I don't know like if I want to track kill them. anything. Or no, 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 we're not no, killing. No. Okay, we're just, yeah. no, 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 we're not killing. Okay, no, no, okay, no, okay. no, no, no. See, see, yeah. Connell, it, Connell is the guy. Like Connell goes on all these adventures. So eventually, I was like, I want to go on an adventure too. He's like, fine, you just can't say no next time I have something. <laughs> Which led to literally us playing Indiana Jones at a live dig site in Saqqara in. 60 feet under the ground with 60 mummies. It was See, I'd be, I'd, I'd be down to do that and yeah. like Petra or something. Like yeah. if you said that, oh, I'd, I'd, be like, I'd be like, I saw Petra. You know what's funny? Petra's, I was looking at Petra <laughs> right last night. From you. Petra, Petra's honestly on my bucket list and it's dangerous. Are you, though, because are you a citizen? I'm a citizen, but I'm also an Israeli citizen. Are so. you an Israeli citizen? I was going to say. So can you travel to Petra with your um, USA passport? No, it, no, no, it's not illegal to do that. <laughs> should I? Yeah. I'm just saying, but should I'll, I'll tell, Do you have Israeli how, stamps in your U.S. passport? Here's how it works. <laughs> uh, Israel actually recently has gone away from the stamps and given you Well, they give a you a piece of paper piece that is stamped. So that you don't love that. Yeah. Shout out, Israel. Second. Um, Shalom. I could, however, if they found out that I was. Yeah. Uh, well, Israel doesn't care. It's, it's, it's not Israel Jordan. we're talking about. It's Jordan that's a problem. Uh, yeah, yeah, they... they Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be um, as uh, accepting. It would make the trip that much more exciting, though. <laughs> hey, man, I've been locked up abroad before. That's not fun. That's that's not I a can, joke. I can imagine. That's just not a joke. That'll be part two. If you move. had no morals, don't you think it'd be fun to hunt somebody? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no? I save yeah. spiders when they're in my Welcome house. Welcome to the Cole. podcast, Colt. There we go. Like, like, it's like any just, animals I've ever hunted. Is space. on this <laughs> mountain. <laughs> There's this person you don't like on this mountain. Go hunting. <laughs> he definitely just murder. watched Hunger Games yes. last night. Never seen Hunger Games. He, he watched no. the most dangerous Tom, game. I went to Elvis. No one wanted to tell me fucking Tom Hanks was in it before I went. Oh, even better. Pissed off. Okay. No, I don't want to murder anybody. It's not about right. morals, Cole. Oh, God. It's about that's I don't want to do it. If I didn't believe in the afterlife. If I didn't believe in the afterlife, I'd be hunting. Is, you're, are you that one that they, they talk about the atheist myth of like, well, if there's no God, then why don't people run around just murdering us? No, he's people? the guy that goes postal over I like would. a box of milk duds. Yeah. Or, or Tom, Hanks. Up in yeah. Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. It's all building up. Do you like Tom Hanks? <laughs> no? Yeah, I just it leave it alone. Leave it alone. All right, next question. Colt, you ready? <laughs> Here's your next question. Man, I couldn't hear you on the head. <laughs> Here's your next question. <laughs> What are most people afraid of that doesn't scare you? Him. Oh. Himself. <laughs> what are, nature. What, the what nature are, of man. Again, what are most people afraid of that doesn't scare you? <laughs> the unabounded <laughs> nature of man. Um, that doesn't scare me? Yes. <laughs> people don't scare me. There's no one on this earth himself. that scares me. I, I called it. Yeah. Humanity. Humanity. That one. Yeah, there's, there's, 
right. I, yeah, I mean. And, and we're going to finish up with this, Jim. Oh, great. <laughs> Ready? If you can install <laughs> one piece of advice in a baby's mind, oh, no. what advice would you give this it? This is cancel culture. <laughs> in a baby's mind? A baby. Oh, that's a deep so question. Little, you can set it up for its entire life right here. What are you going to put in the baby's mind? What piece of what piece of information to to don't to be change afraid of this anybody. Babies, don't be don't, don't be, be don't be persuaded by Cuban cigar manufacturers. <laughs> Nicaraguan Hunter is just as good. I like my Nicaraguan. I just say don't be fucking afraid of anybody. I, I mean, people really, grow up. And, I think people honestly. I think people until they get older, they're afraid of people, or they yeah. you know they get around people and sh- shut down. I mean. Sorry's story is great, right? So, like he gets around people and he just, I don't know you at all, but I know you get around people and you just be friends with them where other people get around them. If and they're they good get energy, scared. Yeah. yeah, but they get scared. <laughs> yeah, they right. change their, I was always this person that I look back at 18. I should not have been doing the deals I was doing, the commercial deals I was doing, but it's just because I didn't give a shit if he was worth 300, 400 million or this, you know. So. I think you and I have a lot of things in common, and, and one of which is telling people of, of status or power that don't they don't mean shit. 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 So I just <laughs> why I was shit, not good. I love that. I live for that. I, I, I was not I can't good be, in LA. I can't in the deposition, though, I want you to deny you ever said that. But listen. <laughs> I, I can't believe you have this one opportunity to instill a deep hatred for Tom Cruise in it, or Tom oh, Hanks, Hanks yeah, why do you in an innocent Hanks? baby. In an innocent baby. Why do you like Tom on. Hanks? He started <laughs> COVID. I like Castaway. He started co- Oh, you like Castaway? <laughs> I like Castaway. Yeah. Oh, We're not off. friends anymore. <laughs> We're not friends. <laughs> ours. We it. just it's became not, enemies. <laughs> also, I think I think uh, I think that if uh, if Forrest Gump was made ten years later. Tom Hanks would be the number one most canceled person alive. Probably. Probably. You Forrest can't make Gump that is much. a story about coming through adversity. Yeah, there's no, a lot of... No, Forrest Gump is a story about a poor, retarded boy from Alabama. Yeah. Sorry. And a best friend named yeah. Bubba. And a best friend named Bubba. Well, no, right? let's cut the shit. Well, let's, let's face it. Let's cut the shit. All right. The movie's Be- racist as a mother. That's like the least <laughs> racist, huh? Best... <laughs> all right. What, what, is, what is the best movie made in the last 20 years that there's no way in hell they could make it now? What would you mm. say? What is that? Let's answer that Great question. question. I, know, I know, my, I know mine. Tropic Thunder. I know, Tropic, Tropic Thunder all day. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder all day. Because, dude, Robert Downey Jr. When he does blackface. He's blackface. And, and I don't think it's that bad. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I love it. I think you do. You think murdered. you could do white chicks? I love it, too, but I don't think, I don't think I that's like. You couldn't make it. You couldn't make white chicks. No, I think white chicks. I think white chicks definitely beats Tropic Thunder. Yeah. And I definitely think. Dude, with, with, you can't make the office anymore. Yeah, you the can make the, the show. The office. Ben Stiller goes wow, full R-tard in there. True. Yeah, remember going full R-tard, yeah. Ben Stiller. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't even say that. Can't you know what? I'll tell you. Anymore. I'll tell you a comedian that'd be completely canceled. Who? Oh, every movie from the nineties. Jim Carrey. Oh, done. Yeah, gone. Really? gone. Really? Gone. Why? If you went back and watched it, would you be? Because I haven't watched a Jim Carrey movie since then. If you go back and watch some of them now, you'd just be like. Because they're not very good, like or because he's like dropping no, he's hard great, R's, or? but it's he's dropping hard R's. It's just like you know some of the retardum stuff, or, or that's what I meant by hard R. By the hard R. There you go. All right. He's trying to give the subliminal hand. Yeah. Send in the hate mail. I'm not busy. I'm sorry. Yeah. The thoughts and feelings of Ari Gold do not reflect those of the rest of the cold Amadon. This guy's definitely going to lose the Gillette sponsorship at the end of this. The power move does not intend to hint human beings at any point in the future. Robert Kraft. That would be the biggest rush. Don't worry. They got enough massage parlors trying to do that. Oh, wow. 
Oh, God. Well, all right. Why don't you gave the human like a knife? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> how the fuck did we get back here? Even, he yeah. How did we get back here? All right, this happens every single time he's in the room. Okay, hold on. Then I got a yeah. good question for him. All right, go ahead. What's your uh, weapon of choice? Give me top three. <laughs> top three? Hand-to-hand -hand combat. <laughs> top three. And then give me one long range. Right. I'll just take a uh, AR for long range. I, See, I think that's range. AR that for long range. That gets but I only need he's to dead. be away 50 yards from you. That's long range. <laughs> cool. The and if I'm 60 yards, six. you're done? Yeah. I would love to <laughs> go. 30 out six. I would love if it was law that if you challenge somebody that you do had a duel. to, yeah, you to had like to get on. That was a hundred years ago, buddy. How that awesome that would that be? Just fist fight. I would horrifying. love to fist You live in a constant people. state of just chaos. It's I'd not love good. to fist fight. People. We live in the least violent, <laughs> most prosperous, healthy. Hold on, hold on. I got a real question. When was the last time you physically fought someone? Tell me right now. This morning. It was on. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking okay. a physical altercation it with, was, a, with, you with a bloody nose. He's, mar he's married to a Latina. That's cool. In front of the fountains at bellagio was beautiful fountains were going off <laughs> it's on world star how long, how long ago mm, 14 13 years ago oh yeah he's got some ago. built up rage yeah, oh, yeah, he's yeah, ready yeah. to blow yeah. everybody, everybody, bring out. You to everybody out he's i'm gonna, gonna bring you to jujitsu we gotta get some <laughs> of that out yeah. Yeah. Oh, those guys will beat me up but uh, <laughs> i might punch somebody in the face Just go to a kid's time. class yeah we'll start chopping a beginner class everybody that doesn't do jujitsu always wants to talk about what would happen in a fight? People that get in fights all the time, even recreationally, yeah. don't want to ever get in any fights ever. No, no, like no. ever. Because I don't like getting in fights because I know how horrible. I, I turn into a, I, I literally <laughs> turn into a different human. Like I, I think I'm like half werewolf. Like if somebody gets an altercation with me and I get pushed first. Yeah. Totally, uh, totally lose control. Like I thought, I thought I killed a guy. It was like well, the worst night of my life. I literally thought I killed the guy. The me last. Too. Fist fight I was in, like real, real fist fight. I've been in stuff in bars and stuff, but mm. that bounced the guy's head off a of pavement. I thought I was going to jail. I had to like run oh, away yeah. and get a cat. I thought oh, yeah. I killed the guy. Same thing yeah. happened to me. Yeah, it's yeah. horrifying. Got, I mean, I, so I, he he got jail. Jail. you know what I'm saying? Listen, especially because you yeah. understand how I feel being a bigger guy. And John, you you know too. Like being a big guy, you also have a low key responsibility not to fuck somebody up. Not to kill somebody. You, if you do. That's on you. Like, doesn't matter altercation, self defense, none of that. Like, yeah. you're the bigger dude, and they're gonna be like, "Nah, man." Like, were, were they you, a perceived you, yeah, threat? Yeah, like that you. guy was not a threat to you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. that's what that's what really scares me, especially in today and age. Like, I okay, I, I bring a gun everywhere. I'm from Georgia. That's that's just how I am, and, and especially in Las Vegas, I like that the laws are, are are similar. I learned a law where if you step out of your car and someone has a gun in their car, you dead. You know why? Because you're a perceived threat to them. Sure. I mean, you, if you can articulate, first I off, did not. Like, I did not. A cop explained that to me, and I was mind blown. Yeah. You get out of your car and you attack somebody, and, and they're able to reasonably articulate that your behavior was yeah. aggressive, Erratic, or defending right. themselves. Uh -huh. You're allowed to defend yourself, especially in your home. Whatever. Well, it's Can't like shoot a guy who's running away. Yeah. Well, it's like Florida has what the stand your ground, the stand your ground law in Florida. It's called Castle Doctrine. Yeah. yeah the stand, stand your ground. ground. Georgia too, dude. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So it's, me, Georgia, it's on. Georgia's really loose about it. It's like, hey, man. <laughs> You got it. You got it. You got it. You got a pistol. You got a pistol. Okay. You guys got licenses. Okay. Who shot who first? Yeah. I don't know. All right. Who got hit? This guy. All right. You get a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Arizona has mutual combat laws. 
See, I'm just. I, he what, needs to move to Arizona. This is what I need. You go outside awesome. and say, "I want to fight you." And if the guy agrees to it, Duel. you can go out in the middle of the street and fight, fight each other, and, and, and the cops won't come. Or you won't be arrested for See, it. See, I'm just looking for if be. somebody sends me an auto text telling me they're too busy for me, I should be able to shoot them. <laughs> I think that. I think that's the law. That I need. That's, that's, that my, yeah. that's what I need. That's <laughs> yeah, a little on the auto text. Well, all right, man, bro. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> I, it was awesome. I appreciate it. Love if somebody, shit. if somebody wants to find you, dude, how do they find you, man? My Twitter, my Instagram at Ari Gold A-R-I-G-O-L-D ETH E-T-H so. and that's it man check out our dude his his Instagram is off the charts if you want to see somebody that's living the life that you fucking wish you could check that shit out <laughs> Connell if they want to find you how do they find you Connell Law LV at Connell Law LV three L's and Connell Law yep and Colt if they want to hide from you where do they hide from you <laughs> mountains <laughs> mountains do you at least Colt give your underscore do you give your prey a head start do you give your prey a head start Colt, absolutely you, you put them on I, I just you put them in like this. a three mile radius on a mountain I want to end it on this when the apocalypse starts or when this new monkeypox bullshit outbreaks <laughs> or whatever happens this guy is gonna be up in fucking Mount Charleston, eating and, like people. the hills yeah. have Running eyes it. with like <laughs> with, like, that, no. with like a bush on his head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go get like a, a rifle. Piece of human flesh, like holding an arm in his mouth. Like, Right. You might not believe me. That was the superlatives used in his yearbook in high school. <laughs> I was hitting most, most five people. Arm. Five people were going top of the stratosphere. Anybody gets off the elevator. Oh, my God. Most likely to have a human arm in his mouth in the next 15 years. All right, guys. It's been fun. We'll see you next time. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we have, things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.